son of a motherless goat. Why? What's with the pop-ups and the protein bars? Here we go. Coming to you from Beer Snob City. We welcome you to Beer Plus 3, where we attempt to solve the world's problems one beer at a time. With me today is a man of extreme stature and girth. The Jesus to my crucifix, the tusks to my Ganesh, the Quran to my Muhammad. It's Rick Anderson. He jerks like a douche. <laughs> Due to the previously mentioned co-host's extremeness, other hosts are too intimidated to join us today. Luckily for me, I have no self-worth. This could be because I have a small penis. That's why today we too make three. Our math may be off, but we are beer plus three. That's right. Between the two of us, it adds up to three people, so fuck it. Yes, <laughs> yes, between my balls and your penis. So just a second ago, you were talking about <laughs> noises that people make with their mouths that drive you yeah. crazy, and that drives Well, me one's crazy. the nose, one's the mouth. Yeah. Facial, basically facial things. Yeah. I hate, I hate listening to people um, chew if they chew like uh, open mouth. Oh, yeah. Oh, that drives me fucking crazy. I cannot handle that. I cannot handle that. And uh, one of my fr- one of my children has a friend that will come over from time to time. And if they eat with us, it's like I have to. <laughs> Why not? Like Just say uh, mouth closed. <laughs> I would have no problem with that, but I'm a dick. I do that to my daughter's friends. Chew with your mouth closed. Yeah. Well, no, I think it might be like a like an asthma thing. Like maybe they can't. Have, they have a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> So as part of me, it's like I don't want to be a jerk, but at the same time, it just drives me. Nuts. You know what my dad does? Huh. <laughs> it's weird, yeah. but he'll like he'll like moan or purr. I'm not sure what it is. What he's eating? Oh my god! No, no, no! That's just that's disturbing. <laughs> we had. A- is it an orgasm? Because if it is, I'll go get some Kleenex. <laughs> Please don't use I your didn't. napkin. <laughs> we had a cat that used to do that. It would go in the other room, and we could literally hear it. it would start eating, and it would go. <laughs> it had an eating disorder. Like, yeah, something. Well, the whole or it built a machine to <laughs> feed itself, and that was the sound of the machine. <laughs> God, it was creepy. It was like the thing was possessed. It was like a two, two or three pets back actually, and it was just the, three pets. Back. It was the most demonic. It pets all the way down. <laughs> it's the most demonic cat. You know, it would scratch the hell out of the place um, at night. It would just shred. Like our doors, like the frames of our doors were just shredded. Wow. It would tear things up. We had to eventually start letting it go outside at night, even though we hadn't planned to do that. And it would, um, it used to scratch. This was when Alex was really little. And it used to scratch her nonstop. And she never really, she was so in love with the idea that she had a cat that it didn't bother her. Like she would get just scratched up. And yeah. so we actually got to the point where it was like we, every time we'd go out with Alex, like to the park or something, we'd be like, "She's got to wear pants or something because we you know no shorts or anything because we don't want people thinking we're like abusive <laughs> parents." I mean, literally, her <laughs> legs look like you know she. I'm a little paranoid because my daughter is constantly falling down, so she's got like bruises all up and down her legs. Yeah, but I think I think the schools tend to know now not yeah. to call CPS right away. 
when they see bruises on a child's leg. Your happy, well-adjusted, well-fed, well-taken-care-of child has some bruises on their legs. So what the fuck's going on? I know, exactly. <laughs> well, when I was in school, I, I got so many injuries. was taken to the hospital so many times yeah. for falling down, running into things. <laughs> Just the stupidest shit because I was, I was clumsy. I was gangly and clumsy. What was that? And, and my parents finally got pulled aside, and they like started asking them questions and asking me questions. And I'm like, what? What? What's going on? <laughs> What was the worst injury you ever had in, in school? Uh, in school, no. It was, mo- it was mostly outside of school where I got injured. <laughs> I've, I, um, I remember one of the last ones I ever got was uh, I was walking with some friends, and we walked to down the street, and they just built a giant like uh, runoff pool. Yeah. And it was always a little bit full of water, but the neighborhood was kind of at the bottom of a hill and it all kind of ran together. Oh, well, yeah. they, f- they filled it around with, uh, uh, rocks, riprap and stuff. And, uh, <laughs> some, we were just walking and the bully of the neighborhood just suddenly screamed rock fight. And I turned oh. and just to see a rock go bam, right oh, into God. the center of my oh, forehead. No. And I started to yell at him, you fucking piece of shit, because it was the 80s and we cussed. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I started screaming at him, but I had the huge giant, uh, you know, the the giant plastic glasses, because yeah, yeah. I always wore glasses. Yeah. And suddenly, boom, sheet of red. That's oh, all man. I could see. Yeah, and of course, yeah. at that point, I stopped screaming at him and just start screaming like a little girl. <laughs> And uh, my friend takes me back to my house, and my parents are like, my God, what the hell happened? <laughs> Jesus Christ, can you go one fucking day? <laughs> <laughs> so they get me to the hospital, and that that's when I think that happened. But my dad had to hold a flap of skin on my forehead up oh. so that the, they could pull all the little pieces of rock because the rock somewhat shattered because it was that really fragile rock that like put around things you know oh, you've right, seen that right. rock that it's almost like a what do you call what do they call that rock okay. i can't remember i know what you're talking about yeah we'll but it'll the, shatter and yeah. it did that yeah. luckily it wasn't like sharp and didn't go tunk. oh god <laughs> it no kidding holy crap that stuff but, comes, sometimes is like naturally the way yeah, it, breaks it kind off, of clumps it be sharp yeah and it would be sharp but yeah. no this just kind of clack and not that it matters like half <laughs> of your head is broken open no it's just like it wooden. was I, I still you can probably still see the scar a little bit but little uh bit. um there's that one. Yeah. Then there was the time when um, uh, same house. Um, I then was, was running time. around. We were running around playing in my neighbor's yard, and he had this gargantuan fir tree. I think it was a fir. It was one of those conifers, and um, it had the those sweeping branches that come down. The sweeping branches oh, okay, that come yeah, down. Yeah. So you can't. And this thing was just verdant and green, and you couldn't really tell yeah. by the curtains of of the the, the goddamn it. They're not leaves. I don't know what the fuck they are. Um, <laughs> I'm not a tree expert. Like arbalist. Needles, needles, uh, whatever. Big word. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, the, that stuff was coming down, and we're running around, and I, I, the, my friend was chasing me. I started to run underneath the tree, and then wham! Ow! And then it started running again. <laughs> Come to find out, my it was bled down my back, so my entire black back was just blood. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> my friend's God. like, you're bleeding. I'm like, where? 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 <laughs> and come to find out, <clears throat> stitches again, right oh there, right on the top of my head. Wow. Then I don't know if I've already explained the story. I might have already you, told the you, story. Did you do the thing that every kid does, what? which is as soon as you realize you're bleeding, suddenly it's like tears and yeah, yeah, out, yeah. I didn't feel it before. <laughs> yeah, but now it hurts. I was like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was, it was, you know. 
Ugh. I did that with a slip and slide once where I was we were playing, <laughs> and there was apparently a rock or a piece of glass under it or something, and I went sliding down, and it got my leg and just yeah. put a gash on my leg. And we were all playing, and all of a sudden somebody goes, "Oh, you're bleeding." And I looked down, and like the whole bottom from my knee down was just like <laughs> just all gash. over. Yeah, just a giant. And I'm gash. like, <gasps> all of a sudden, it's like the tears, and you know, it's uh, suddenly I'm. Oh, I'm now pain. it hurts. Yeah, I know. You were having fun. <laughs> it wasn't nearly as bad as it looked. Um, <laughs> there was God. one time we were coming down uh, Burlington Hill. We've you've you've seen Burlington Hill on the way south. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a uh, dirt road at the back of it that goes kind of winds up and around. It used to be okay. one of the only roads to go up there. Yeah. And uh, we would get on our bikes and ride up there, but there was a fence at the bottom. We'd just go around the fence and go up the hill. Mm-hmm. Well, coming down the hill was more fun because, woo, no brakes. We're just going to go. <laughs> and, of course, it's a race. Yeah. And this is one of my lessons in not being uh, competitive. Yeah. Um, I win, <laughs> but at the same time, I just laid down my bike for about, I don't know, five yards, just my leg on the, oh, uh, my the dirt road, which was all rock, and it just ripped up my leg. And then I hit, I was still going so fast that my bike caught under the fence, flipped me up, and just slammed me against the uh, the, the gate, and I flipped over the gate, oh my <laughs> landed God. on my back. Holy crap. You're just looking down at your leg, and there's like a stump left. <laughs> That's all it should have been. It was no my my pants, which were jeans, were yeah. shredded down that wow. one side. My mom was Holy so God. pissed. Well, you you mentioned the the you rock ruined throwing. a perfectly good pair of jeans. Meanwhile, I'm picking rock out of my flesh. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned rock throwing though, because I was thinking about that lately, and it's it's almost like I don't know if it was like that for you as a kid, but growing up in the wow. '70s, it was like. Everybody, that was like the worst thing you could do to somebody is pick up rocks and throw it at them. That was like the oh, major really? offense. To no, that was rocks. a normal occurrence in Skagit County. Yeah. Oh no, but I know. But nowadays, it's like I got nothing never, to hit you with. So rocks. You never hear about kids throwing rocks. You know, we never hear that. That. Oh no, no kids no, no. racing no, in no, and no, saying no. they were throwing rocks at me or things like you know. Yeah, I, I had this horrifying <laughs> experience with a neighbor <laughs> kid where we were arguing. We were standing in our respective yards, and he was the kid next door, and. I don't remember what the heck we were arguing about. It was obviously probably something stupid that kids argue about. But um, I don't remember what happened. But he he picked up a little tiny rock and hurled it at me. And it was, like, real easy to dodge. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And I reached down and grabbed this one that was, like, the size of a softball. (laughs) Right? And And instead of throwing it straight at him, I just hurled it up into the air. Right? And I just watched it go way up, way up. And he's not looking at the rock. He's looking at me. And I'm watching this thing, and I'm going, oh, my God, it's coming right down on him. Yes. And it did. It came. And, oh, fuck, Christy Skull. <laughs> no. It, is, it was, for me, like a moment of horror because I achieved what I wanted to achieve, even though I didn't think <laughs> about it before. That's called being a kid when you're yeah. like, oh, oh, shit. And you see gravity just accelerating this thing to his head, and you're going, oh, my God, that's actually going to hit him. And it did, and it hit him. But after the fact, it was actually funny because he didn't actually get injured. It it hit him and bounced. I'll never forget it. it. Hit him and it literally bounced up into the air off his head. And the look on his face went from anger to this like shocked, like oh my god! And he like turned and ran into his house crying. <laughs> That's awesome. And yes, I, ladies and gentlemen, I, we're laughing at the misfortune of children. And I went into my house like terrified. I was like, oh my god, I'm getting into so much trouble for that. Nothing. nothing. Yeah, nothing, nothing. happened. I was like, oh, my God. He yeah. somehow managed to not get injured from this 
massive freaking You have to rock. remember, we're from like lower middle class, you know, <laughs> folks, where our parents were like, yep, suck it up. And or your mom was like, "Here's a band aid and a cookie. Now <laughs> yeah, shut the fuck up." I was gonna say, you know what I'm saying? and they're like, "Eh, quit crying. We can only see a little bit of your brain. Yeah, Just put exactly. A, put a band aid on. Not enough blood up. for me to get upset. So fuck off." God, in grade school, we had this uh, out on the playground. We had this uh, like a zip line type thing. We're on one end of the oh, playground. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think they were pretty common. Those back were then. awesome. They they, they were um, they. They took him out, um, like in my grade school. Yeah. Some kid got like horribly. It's injured. the same thing. And I remember showing up to school that day. I got off the bus. We were I'm very across the playground. I'm walking across the playground, and a kid had just gone on it, and I guess he let go midway through, like a little too high, and just did a face plant right. Oh, down see, the ours ground. wasn't very high. Yeah, I mean, like I could, I could probably push it from my heights, and I'm like six foot. You know? Yeah. So I, I, you know, I can push it. So for a little kid, their feet are maybe a foot off the ground. Yeah. You know, a foot <laughs> oh, or two yeah. off the ground. Well, yeah, it's all it's all relative. But the kid, I remember the kid. The teachers were leading him away mm-hmm. as I'm showing up to school. I didn't witness the actual event, but I remember he goes walking by me. And the kid's just like it's like out of a horror movie. Just he's blood just, everywhere. Just yeah. gush Probably got a head face. injury, and they look terrible. Yeah, yeah. Like the gash and on my head from the tree yeah. was only like that long, and it was just you know. Yeah. But it was torn up because of the the, the little knob of the tree. It doesn't right. cut right because it's not a blade. It yeah. just you know ripped the flesh, and but it was just tiny, but just blood all down my back. Yeah. So yeah, and uh. Yeah, well, you know what's funny though is uh, that, and, and of course the the, the zipline thing was gone the next day, literally gone, and so and that was like I was in first or second grade, so I had several years of, you know, we had these two structures out on the playground that no longer served any logical purpose. Yeah. They were just there was no more thing joining them together. It was just these funny things that people climbed on after that. For but, us, um, it was the monkey bars and then pushing each other off. <laughs> so it really didn't matter. Kids are. Uh, Definitely going to try to hurt one another. Yeah. And that's what we had to do. I was just listening to Bill Burr on another podcast, and he has a new show called F is for Family, and it's all about his childhood. And speaking of throwing rocks, like he was like, I, I was like five-year-old with my friend. We're climbing a tree. Yeah. And uh, he, he says, yeah, we're just climbing a tree, and the bullies in the neighborhood come over and just start throwing rocks at us. <laughs> just for no good reason. Just because you're there. Until they got tired and they just walked away. It's their job. Come on, man. That's <laughs> I what know. They do. Well, then they just walked away. So what did we do? Just kept climbing the tree. <laughs> <laughs> you don't stop. It's it's what oh we had. To, I think one of the quotes from him in the podcast is like, "It's what we had to do. We didn't have internet or video games. We yeah. just." Beat the shit out of each other in some form or fashion. You know, and I, as much as I'd like to say it was always them who were the bullies, you know, occasionally it's like it's me. And there was a kid in 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 uh, middle school who was it was in our. Uh, oh, here, there we go. There's the Melvin. That's the sound of Melvin IPA out of a can. As much as uh, you know, I I would say I was never the bully. Um, yeah. There was a kid I was picking on in our uh, in a mechanical drawing class. Like the architecture type stuff. <laughs> I have to mention. To other nerds. I have to mention that it's a mechanical drawing class because it actually comes into play. Which is, I I used to do this thing to him where I would go That's back. That's when I was first introduced to mechanical pencils, and it was uh, kind of fucking awesome. <laughs> I didn't have to sharpen my pencil anymore. Hey, there were a lot of cool people in that class, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, there wasn't. But, uh, yeah, but you know the 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 special desks that you'd sit in to do mechanical drawing. Mm-hmm. In like the really high chairs. Yeah. Oh yeah, I took I took I took I took architecture too. 
<laughs> Nerd. <laughs> yep. But, uh, oh, I used no. to go back to the back of the room. There's a kid I was used to pick on, and I would intentionally walk past his desk and push him so he'd fall out of the chair. And everybody would laugh and think it's hilarious. I did it to him like three or four times. Well, one time he got it in his head. He saw me coming, and I did it. And he had his T-square in his hand. Ow! Yeah. And as soon as he hit the floor, he just he just brings this thing up, whacks me right here in the head. Ow! And did it stick? It was exact. No, it was. <laughs> Teacher. Yeah, it was like uh, it was like uh, the Walking Dead. It just went right through my head like cheese. You know? <laughs> no, just I just imagined it just like sticking. And now you have this thing in your head. And, and, <laughs> You start to yell at him, and then I look up to... the teacher and see his face, and then look up and just faintly see the top of the T-square I need to down. measure the inner wall on this house. Could you put your head down on the desk so we can do that? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but no, he hit me with that. And if you know what a T-square is like, it's basically, there's basically little sharp ends on those. Yeah, uh, on there the... was really sharp ends on those. So that, at least that, those back then. That, there was later, they got the, the plastic ones. Yeah, yeah. And that dug into my skull, basically, and just started basically. <laughs> my friend described it like a blood sprinkler. It just started going. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't realize it at first. And I, you know, I was just standing there going, Dude, that was you know, and then all that of a sudden, nice, yeah. And then I, I, at some point, I touched my head and I came back and it was just like covered. And I was like, oh my god! And by that point, the teacher was back there, grabbed us both, drags us down to the principal's office, not to the nurse's office, yeah, right and to the right principal's through, office. right through the other. You know how um, middle school always has their lunches split into two groups. Mm-hmm. Of course, he had to drag me through the lunchroom while people <laughs> were eating. Yeah, yeah. it was just everybody was like, ladies and gentlemen, there was no such thing as a biohazard. <laughs> When we were children, if a kid next to you puked all over his desk, everyone had to stay in class while the uh, um, janitor came in and cleaned the desk out. Generally, what would happen is they would do that during recess, so we'd have to wait all the way to recess with the stink in the classroom. <laughs> you know, you can deal with it. <laughs> yeah, you just fucking suck it up. By the end of that day, though, we both, get, we both ended up getting a SWAT for that. Which I guess I deserve. <laughs> you deserved but, it. Yeah, You're I know. On the kid. <laughs> but I got injured. You didn't deserve the uh, fountain-esque <laughs> head injury. <laughs> and then, you know, ironically, you know, I'm trying to pick on this kid and make fun of him. But after that, everybody made fun of me because they said I touched my head and then looked at it. And I was going, look, look at what's happening. <laughs> and I was like, I don't remember that. And they're going, you were totally freaking scared shit. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, okay. You would be too, asshole. <laughs> Because, again, 70s and 80s, we could cuss. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, let's actually uh, talk about the beer on the beer podcast um, yes. here. Yes, this Melvin IPA from Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And I guess it's the it's the Melvin Brewing Melvin IPA is the actual name of it. Yes, it is. Yes, yes it is. It's the Melvin IPA. And we're having it out of a can. It has a picture of uh, what could be considered a <laughs> picture of death. But he's but not death. maybe robotic, and he's got tentacles coming out of him. He's got a thing for a heart. I don't know what the fuck. He's definitely got a, a hop for a face. Yeah, yeah. That's um, I'd say somebody's probably uh, fucking got the good stuff, man. <laughs> it's fucking Jackson Hole. Whatever you gonna do? It's like man. a silhouette of. Have you been elephant. to Jackson Hole, Wyoming? No, I haven't. And it's been years since I've been there. I think I was there when I was 12 or 11 or 12. Yeah. And all I remember, and of course this is, you know, 30 years ago, yeah. 32 years ago, mm-hmm. um, but uh, all I remember from Jackson Hole is 
complete flatness. You could see every street, and there was like 16 buildings. Yeah. And most of them were one story. Yeah. And then that was it. I mean, you could see where the streets ended and shit. Yeah. Like the other streets that didn't go through the town. I mean, the one street that went through the town. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was too super small, from what I remember. And then all you, all it was was flatness, and then the Grand Tetons behind it. It was gorgeous. Yeah. Don't get me wrong; the Grand Tetons are amazing. Yeah, but where does a place like Jackson Hole get the name of their city? I mean, is I, I'm sure I read the plaque <laughs> that described because it's one of those towns that you have to drive through from this direction yeah. to get to like Yellowstone and a lot of those places. And Grand Tetons is a national park, I think, is right behind it. Yeah, so it's like really close to it. But uh, yeah, you, there, I'm sure the history is there. You just need to find it and read Some it. Explorer named it's Jackson. Why we would have an intern <laughs> if Brandon would ever fucking show up? He never shows up. He's a fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. So I I very much like this Melbourne IPA. I don't know if we've had this before on the podcast though. Have we? Uh, not the I IPA. Is... I think we've had the Hubert on and the D. Uh, oh, what, okay. What uh, I believe Mike would lovingly refer to as a dipa. Oh right. <laughs> Which sounds like, yeah, I'm a douchebag <laughs> when I say things like that. But, oh, dippa, well. what is there? Dippa, bippa. Yeah, dippa, ippa, and bippa, or yeah, something so, like yeah. that. It sounds very, it sounds like a spell from a 1960s Disney cartoon. <laughs> oh, it's a bibbity and a bobbity, but not a boo. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. It's an IPA. Yeah, well, this is good this stuff, and is... it's not a surprise. I think we've had every Melvin that we've had on the show before has been um, mm-hmm. very highly Phenomenal. rated. I would give this a four. I think this is a four and a half. Yeah? Absolutely. It's probably one of the better uh, kind of not flowery IPAs, but it's it's it, definitely good. Yeah, it's got a... Um, it has a very uh, strong... As we hop, pause to drink, hop flavor, yeah, hop flavor. But and I usually, I mean, if I, I'm, I tend to kind of rate those kind of a little bit lower. But mm-hmm. this isn't, um, this isn't know, like, like super hoppy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The the flavor of the hop uh, by the time it gets to the back of your tongue is almost fully dissipated, and you have a different kind of feeling and texture and and, and yeah. flavor to it. Yep. So it's it's yeah. I don't know what these guys are doing, but they're doing it right. Yes, they are, and they have been for what? How long we've been drinking this? Like two or three? Our anniversary was just did yes. I know we did nothing. You forgot. (laughs) You forgot our anniversary. I got nothing from you. I'm sorry, man. I'm gonna. I, was I think I think a lot of husbands and wives do that just because they forgot to. <laughs> they get angry at the other person, so it covers up the fact they didn't buy them anything either. I'm a procrastinator. I will just sit there and keep going, eh, I got time to buy something. <laughs> and then you get to the day before, and you're like, God damn it, I should have planned something. You know, it's just... Yeah, we didn't even I think am. about it ourselves. Is this... What year is this? Well, this is... Two? 2016. <laughs> what year is this for the podcast? <laughs> Two. We just passed the... I didn't mean ADE. <laughs> I meant... Uh... First episode was released um, April 16th, 2014. Which And I think we recorded it like two weeks before. We had two weeks there where we were trying to figure out what to, how to do it. Yeah. We were still, still trying to figure out how to publish it. And, and well, we started out with the snowball. Correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I need to go back. Now right. that it's been a couple of years, I really need to go back and start listening to those previous yeah. episodes. Uh, only good. because they're fucking ridiculously drunken fucking episodes. <laughs> we got <laughs> smashed. Yes. On several was, of um, those uh, previous episodes or the, 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 
you know, premiere oh, episodes. Got a tad uh, carried away. A little too enthusiastic for the topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, the beer was flowed well with spouting bullshit for two hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't too bad. I mean, I don't think from the beginning it was a... I, I've listened to those, not recently, but I've listened to them recently enough. To yeah, you, you both, good. you and Mike, I think, revisited those last year, and I, yeah. I did not, but... Because I don't know, it still seemed a little fresh for me. So now, now that it's been a couple of years, it's like a movie, you know, that yeah. you've, you've, you, you love, but you haven't seen in a few years. And you're like, I got to revisit that. And do you ever, do you ever pull up any of the old podcasts and you just like have absolutely no memory of any of the, like you just described most of my life, but <laughs> I have very little memory of a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, well, it's my memory I, I has been bad well before I started drinking heavily. Yeah, well, I always think it's weird to, to. I've always had a really good memory for for little detail, but yeah, yeah I, it's. I guess it's just that we've done so many of the podcasts at this point. It's like you go back and listen. It's like, I can't even remember where we were, or what we were doing, or you know, it's just and you <laughs> barely even remember. <laughs> you could usually tell from the echo if it's Mike's house. <laughs> Because <laughs> that fucking that fucking uh, kitchen echoed like there was no tomorrow. It was yeah. an echo chamber. That kitchen was. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, wasn't wasn't the the best recording location. <laughs> Not, could have been better. <laughs> but no, the Melvin is awesome. And yes, this is our second year. We've done this two years. Wow. Yeah. No wonder my wife hates me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been neglecting her for two years. You know, years. I, don't, I don't like on the podcast talking too much about like the like what we're just doing right now, which is talking what? about the podcast or how we. Make yeah, it but this is like this is a oh no 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 I know monumental occasion. But I did want to put this out there for anybody who happens to be listening. It's like uh, help us solve the mystery of why we got so many listens with uh, the previous episode. Oh, the the uh, episode, never mind the Pollocks. Yeah, episode eighty three. If uh, somebody <laughs> listening knows that this might have been maybe posted somewhere like to Reddit or some heavily. I I think I think somebody shared it that maybe have been from yeah. I, I every time I, I'm on the fucking what's that brewery called? Uh, ecliptic. Oh, ecliptic. <laughs> did I get it right? Yes, Whew. you did it. Not reading it helps. <laughs> you have passed the test. Go. <laughs> but uh, will pass into the gray havens. <laughs> Let's uh, no no. I want to go to Valhalla. Oh okay. You Fuck the Grey Havens. You can go either way. Elves, boring, <laughs> boring. Fucking. Have you seen those fucking elves? Have you read the fucking elves? That's They're fucking boring. They are. Tolkien's boring. elves are fucking boring. Absolutely. Dwarves. Yeah. Fuck it. I love the dwarves. I, I like they crack how, the plates. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like how the elves in Tolkien are supposed to be like these kind of highbrow, high-minded. You know, and but they're they're able to go. They're like the just, intellectual elite. Yeah, but they're also like the best fighters. You know, it's like eh, that doesn't. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, doesn't it doesn't add up. Doesn't <laughs> I add would up believe it if they were the first ones in Middle Earth to come up with explosives because <laughs> because they're smart and maybe they could use explosives or you know uh, assault weapons. <laughs> According <laughs> to Peter Jackson, it was the uh, orcs. Okay. <laughs> Because that scene was not oh, in the books. Oh, yeah. Where they yeah. blow up the wall. And it's not in the books? The the explosion thing? Really? I don't oh, believe I it's in the books. No. It's been a long, long time since I read the books. But I no, they actually that. come over the wall, I believe, in the books. They use that in uh, oh. the uh, Horn Place. What the fuck was that place called? Oh. It was my favorite book. That's why I remember it so clearly. Because it yeah. was my favorite part of my favorite book was that assault on Helm's Deep. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. And, the and they, that's where they use the explosive. Yeah. And there was no explosive in the book. 
Uh-huh. It's it's almost like screenwriters are like, well, how is this possible? It was basically a way to uh, um, because in the book it's hours and hours and hours of just waves of fucking orcs in Urukai coming up and over the wall until right. they've just worn down the people on top of the wall and then they come over. Right. Okay. Yeah. I believe that's what happened. You, I think you're right because I remember just, that it just, it's a way to expedite the scene. I remember that's that not being as. Um, What's the right word I'm trying to think of? It's it wasn't as I want to see his word explosive, but in the not in the sense of something exploding, it didn't. It did. I think that I think you're right. I think the book was more of a a prolonged attack mm-hmm. as oh, yeah. opposed to suddenly something. Well, it's supposed to up. last all night. Yeah, right. Which is why the sun rises in the morning. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. and burns them all away. Right. But I love how they're like, "Oh, it was the wizard." No, it's the fucking sun. It goes. Around the earth is around the sun. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, it's just my own beef with the whole thing. Yeah. I saw it's it's described in the book much the same way. Like, you know, uh, the wizard Gandalf comes over the mountain and then brrr, it, the sun rises as if he did it. Yeah, I'm not sure that happens that way. But Whatever. Yeah, I actually still have not seen the last, the third Hobbit film because I was really... I don't want to say I hated the second Hobbit. I film. want to say I've seen it. Yeah, I don't remember. It. Yeah, I don't remember. Anything. I just I don't want to. Love you, I Peter. I didn't like the padding out stuff. I re- I really think um, it would have been just best as a as two movies, and not not having done so much padding out. And I I don't I'm not a purist about that kind of stuff. If somebody wants to pad it out because they're making it into a movie and something doesn't quite work right as a film, I get that. But it just seemed it. A lot Hence of it the explosives. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's 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 fine if it works in the film, um, but you know it's just a lot of the padding out the stuff. Like especially when when they got to the 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 hobbits got to the town. I forget the name of the town, the one that gets burned. Oh, uh, Lake Town. Yeah, all not that, that stuff. hard. It's all on a lake. Stuff. It's a town. Lake Town. <laughs> Real creative, Mister Tolkien. I was thinking River Town, but <laughs> or as some people call him, Tolkien. Tolkien, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I just uh, to me at that point, I was like, "Wow, this is way padded out, way more than it needs to be." It's like I could have dealt with an hour and a half long film. It didn't need yeah. all these new characters brought in and all this situation yeah. with the, you know, the governor of the or mayor, whatever he was. I do understand why they brought in the female character because there's no fucking females in that movie, in that book. Yeah, none. Yeah, not one. Yeah, not one was talking gay. Yes. Um. <laughs> Not fucking one. <laughs> that is funny though. I mean, he. I mean, he did have like in Lord of the Rings. He had uh, Arwen, and he had uh, he had yeah. uh, like th- uh, um, what's her name? The the other elf. Uh, Not the elf. Uh, I think one of the, the most of the human women are are much more effective in the books than I think the elven women are. I mean. Um, yeah. Uh, what's her name? Is it Arwen, the the elven maiden that's supposed to be in love with? Uh, yeah, that's the one that Liv Tyler plays. Is, yeah, is Arwen, and she was barely in the books. Yeah, she oh yeah, she played barely a very in the books. Minor role, but minor the role. one that uh, um, actually rides uh, the horse lord's daughter. <clears throat> um, oh yeah, yeah, the Rohirrim daughter. I can't remember her fucking name, and she's one of my favorite characters in the fucking book. And I can't forget. I can't remember, remember it either. I can't remember it. Either. Um, but my brain is. Earlier is Swiss cheese, but um, she was one of my favorite, and they didn't utilize her, I think, as much in the movies as they could have. Yeah, and it's not like he he wasn't she wasn't incredibly two dimensional like most of the characters are in Lord <laughs> of the Rings. But uh, um, but anyway, 
I do have to say the the part where the uh, where the bad guy. Man, I am forgetting everything about this book right now. The the Saruman or uh, Sauron is the the twelve uh, Nazgul. Yeah, yeah. Where the one approaches her on the battlefield and yeah. says, uh, "You know, I, I'm I can be killed by no man," and she kills. I'm no man. Yeah, I thought that was pretty. And fucking clever. just wastes his ass. I don't know if that was in the book or not, but it should have been because that was pretty. I clever. think it is in the book actually. Actually, I do. I think it's in the book. It too. is in the yeah. book. Um, but she, which is basically the end of her story arc, right there, just like curtain. <laughs> That's no. how we kill bad no. guys. And then bitches. she's then she's all distraught and has to marry uh, what's his name to to make. Is she the one with Faramir? Yeah, yeah. Okay, see, I thought that was another character, but you're right. She yeah. is the one that goes all the way. That's one of my favorite parts of the, that book. Yeah, is her and Faramir. Yeah, in the castle with uh, Pippin, I think is the one stuck in Gondor. If I want to, if I'm saying this correctly, I don't know. Pippin, Mary, what's the difference? They're interchangeable. I don't know. Brandon would know. <laughs> I know who else would know. Dave, if you're out there, you know too. I know you do. And you're yelling at me right now. Is Dave a Tolkien? Tolkien oh, Mary? he knows everything. Everything. Really? I, I, I wouldn't have. I, wow, that's a surprise. Everything. Interesting. Annoyingly everything. <laughs> uh, years ago, after all the films were kind of out, yeah. I actually I don't even think all of them were out. Maybe all of them were we bought we and we still have it. Yeah. Lord of the Rings trivia. Oh yeah, it's oh, yeah. basically Trivial Pursuit, but it's all around Lord of the Rings, the books and the movies. Right. And so, um, if it when it came to anything, Dave just ruined everyone, <laughs> which pissed off my buddy Jim, who has to win. He's one of the most competitive people I know. Jim oh, is. Yeah. And uh, so he went and watched all the movies again, <laughs> and then came back purposely to play that with Dave. To the community college to take a Tolkien uh, pretty class. much, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I've got my master's degree in Middle Earth. <laughs> I don't even know how we got on the subject, but I don't either because something much more important happened this week than uh, than anything happening in Middle Earth, which was the uh, the death of Prince, which was yes, a real surprise. The artist formerly known as Prince, now again Prince. Yeah, you know, and um, I I made a big post on this about to Facebook about this, but uh, the yeah. I know. That you know the fact that he, I hated ever. I loathed pop like the synth pop, pop stuff in the eighties. Pop music. Oh god, man! I, you couldn't. I would just. You want to set me on edge immediately. Put some of that stuff on. But um, Prince was the exception. I I don't know what it was about his stuff that just broke through all that for me. You know, I was really into heavy metal. I was kind of into like Pink Floyd and a lot of art rock type stuff. Mm-hmm. But God, his stuff just came. I just I heard it and I wanted to resist it. I was like, yeah, it's fucking gay. <laughs> No, he's fucking amazing. Actually. No, it was, and I couldn't, I couldn't stay away from it, and and so I kind of secretly had this stash of Prince tapes, you know, and I'd listen to him late at night, you know, and be up in my room like drawing or whatever I used to do, and just had had his tapes on, and um, huge, huge fan. I mean, it was really shocking to hear that he, you know, I'm just gonna interrupt you for a moment. Now, yeah. looking back, yeah. And all those shitty hair metal bands you were into, <laughs> and then compare them to Prince, and like, where does the talent lie? Well, let me let me let me where, fill in the gaps. Where is really yes, the uh, I admit guilty it. pleasure at some but point? But I the a lot of the bands that I was into that I was really into are bands that are kind of still around. Like uh, you know, I was really into like I was into the serious heavy metal bands, like the bands who were really into it. You know, like Ozzy Osbourne and Iron Maiden and Judas Priest and and those kind of. Bands. Iron Maiden just came out with a, a new album. My yeah. wife went to the concert a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and I was debating debating going to see it and uh, just didn't didn't do it. But uh, I should have probably. But um, 
you know, and I did. I went through like a, a, about a year, year and a half, where I was into a lot of those other types of bands, like the the, the hair, hair bands, bands and stuff, like the Dock and oh, and just, uh, just I haven't heard that in a while. And, oh my god, man! It's almost embarrassing to admit that I ever went through that phase, but um. It oh, it took me about a year of listening to that stuff, and I was like, going, God, you know, this all sounds the fucking same, mm-hmm. and they're really into their, you know, into their their image more than the actual music. But you know, bands like Van Halen and ACDC and Rush and and those kind of things survived all of that, and all those other bands kind of dropped away. But Van Halen, really? yeah, yeah, no, I liked Van Halen, man. They were good. No, come on. Come on. I never really liked Van Halen. I must <laughs> They're an acquired taste. I'll admit They're that. They're a They grow on you like a wart. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Pr- Prince was this weird anomaly for me. It was just like I, I, as much as I logically should have hated it, if you had explained his music in paper, I would have said, no, it's not me. I don't want to hear something with a bunch of synth and a bunch of funky guitar shit in it. And Fucking awesome. And it was. It was just crazy. It's like it, Plus, it got he, right through. Uh, did you watch that uh, video that I posted? Which one? Of Prince. Um, I I just posted this video of Prince. Um, it was at the 2007, I think, um, Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yeah. uh, party thing that they, they have, obviously they were inducting a bunch of people. It was uh, a bunch of old rockers. Um, I can't remember. Jeff Lynn, I think, from, uh, what's that, uh, the Eagles. Um, Tom Petty was there and a few others like that big. We're yeah. talking, you know, pretty big guys. Tom Petty, I love fucking Tom Petty. He's amazing. Yeah. Right. Um, Eagles, eh. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, there were some others there. And they're playing one of my favorite, all-time favorite Beatles songs, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Oh, yeah. You're not the only one that's posted that this week. I've been, I've been meaning to watch that. Um, and uh, it's just those guys, and they're singing the song, and they're doing everything. And then it comes to the solo, and then suddenly Prince... Okay, everyone... I'm going to rewind a little bit. Everyone's out there <laughs> um, dressed in blacks, blues, grays. They're very rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. They have long-ish hair. They're older now, so they can't get away with too much. Like yeah. the Jeff Lynn has the big bushy thing with the the not quite cowboy hat, fedora thing on, and the sunglasses. And right. he's doing his part. And Tom Petty's doing his. I just got really fucking stoned, and I'm having a fucking great time. That's why I love Tom <laughs> Petty because no matter what's happening, he's having a fucking great time. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, everyone's kind of in that that realm. And like the keyboard players got like the the tweed suit jacket on and the you know the t shirt and he's rocking out and yeah. everybody's got kind of that one vibe. All of a sudden, guitar solo time from s- stage left. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, stage left. Sorry, I'm, it's from it's stage. It's actually Jeff, on the stage. don't don't be um, inaccurate on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have my wedding ring on, so uh, and I haven't for years because it it tried to meld into my flesh. Oh, but that's another story from another time. Uh, uh, but uh, <laughs> that used to be my left or right. Yeah. Um, but suddenly this guy comes out, and you don't even notice him at first, and you're like, God damn it, that's an awesome fucking solo. Yeah. And he's just going off, and he's following the 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 melody of the song, but also just riffing the hell out of it. Yeah. And. It's Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has this red hat on with this wonderfully gorgeous, like, red, I don't think it's velvet, but it's like silks, red shirt with a large collar coming out. Yeah. And just the the, the velvet kind of bluish um, purple coat. Yeah. And he just looks fucking fabulous, by the way. <laughs> Always did. And he's just 
goes to fucking town yeah. on that guitar, and it's gorgeous. Yeah. He rocks. Yeah. I mean, it, for someone who came out with all of that synth pop like you're talking about, yeah. which really wasn't synth pop, He, I, I right. honestly think right. a lot of his stuff was really melded like punk with uh, disco. Yeah, he kind of... he kind of Or not punk, I'm sorry, uh, a funk with disco. Yeah, he kind of rode in on that wave, but he wasn't really, I mean, he wasn't... But he really kind of, he kept that wave going in a, his own way. Right, right. I mean, you listen to everything from, and really one of his only albums I had was the one with uh, uh, Raspberry Beret and all those songs on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Which I loved. I never... Uh, no, I did have the album with... Uh, um, a little red Corvette. I had that album too. Yeah, Those are the two albums I had, and they were fucking great albums. Like all the songs were great. Right. Those two songs I mentioned were like the least good songs on the album, yeah. but they were still great. Yeah. Um, but he comes out, shreds that guitar, and at the end of the song, he just smiles, throws the guitar at the audience, and takes <laughs> off the fucking stage. <laughs> guitar hero. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny as I um I, as much as I was into. You know, because I was into heavy metal, I was really focused on the guitars in the music that I listened to. That was like my always my focal point. That was always like the reference point. Yeah, but point isn't from heavy everything. metal just the same three or four chords, just uh, faster? Depends on who you're listening to. Some okay. of them have something okay. else going on in the background Pantera. besides that. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're they're a little bit more sophisticated than than most of the well, bands. I fucking love here. Pantera. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you, uh, you know, I would I would look at the credits on it on a Prince mine. album. Yes, that's yours. That Feel mine? free. Yeah, thank you. I got it for Happy you. Happy anniversary, you too. <laughs> That's the anniversary gift that I didn't get. <laughs> now shut up, bitch. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so I used to look at the credits on his albums because I would hear these amazing guitar solos and I would think, "Wow, he brought in some really good guitar player to do that. That's amazing. I wonder who that is." And I would look through his credits and I would see I know, I would see him listed as guitar and I go, "Oh, what's the deal? He doesn't want to give credit to the guy who's doing the guitar solo because I can hear the jangly, funky thing in the background. I go, okay, yeah. I can. That's him. I can, I'm sure that's him. That's like a just a rhythmic thing, you know. But although it is, I mean that that actually, I wanted to tie that in with uh, my interest in Nile Rodgers too, because I used to hear that jangly, funky kind Nile of stuff Rogers, going on Nile in the background. Pink Floyd, right? No, that's the the guy that um, I told you who wrote um, like a lot of the disco music from the 70s. Oh yes, yeah. yes, yes, and yes, he yes, he yes. was the one that kind of pioneered that sound. And Prince used to do that same sound, and I was always fascinated with that. And so I would hear that in the background of his songs, and I would go, okay, I, I would believe that that's Prince on the guitar, but why is he not crediting the guy who's doing this amazing guitar solo? Because that can't possibly be him. It's him. And the first time, I remember the first time I saw, you know, like a live video of him playing, and I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? You know, he's a <laughs> that's very not, yeah, that was, that was, musician. that was kind of amazing. That was a, that was a real revelation to, to find out. And apparently out that, to Kevin Smith, an incredible. <laughs> Fucking uh, Christian, yes, he was. He loved guy. the baby fucking Jesus. <laughs> he was a Jehovah's Witness, as a matter. Of fact. Oh, that's right. He was. He was a Jehovah's. Yeah. Witness. But you know what's funny with all the articles coming out about Prince in the last few days is that I was reminded of one thing that I had heard of in the past, but it had never fully. I don't know if it had ever been published, or I just never run across it. But I'd always been kind of fascinated about it because I'm also a big fan of Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, and there had always been these rumors of this kind of like dislike between the two of them. Or there was some sort of thing going on between the two of them. And finally, I, really? I, ran, I ran across an article that just fully came out with all the details and said, you know, here's, here's the deal. Um, I guess Weird Al approached him a couple of times in the 80s about, about doing parodies of his songs. Yeah, And um, Weird, Al had, Weird Al had this um, thing about uh, 
just where he, he legally he could do a parody of the song as long as he paid the the royalties. He didn't have to ask permission, but he's got a thing about where he wants to ask permission. Yeah. So that he he's you know so he's you know the, he did that the with artist Snoop Dogg. is okay. Yeah. yeah. He won't he won't do a parody, and there's only been a couple of people who have denied him, but I guess Prince routinely told him no. And I I guess Prince was kind of offended at the idea that somebody would want to do a, a parody of one of his songs. Really? Yeah. And so I guess that. I guess behind the he scenes, had an ego, yeah, I as know. big as a park. And it's like you know, it's like he's. I've always said, you know, people egotistical people are are a pain in the butt. But if they've earned it, then fine. It's unfortunate, but you know, and and I would say he's you know, if you want to be an egotistical asshole about his music, that's his right. Well, the, but he, that's one thing he I did. loved about the Kevin Smith thing is yeah. like he was talking to his assistant and he was like, "He's been living in Prince Land yeah. for quite a while now." <laughs> yeah, that was that was great. But I guess uh, just the idea though that that uh, somebody would want to make fun of one of his songs put it put uh, Weird Al on on his shit list. And so um, I, there was a, an American Music Awards show where the two of them were were going to be in the audience. And I guess Prince's management found out that Weird Al was going to be in the same row near him somewhere. And so they sent Weird Al Yankovic a note saying, we'd just like to make sure that you understand that at no time during the show should you try to make eye contact with Prince. <laughs> so and all so, Weird Al did was stare at him. No, no. So Weird Al just basically sent back a, a telegram saying, well, that's good to hear because I really didn't want him to make eye contact with me. <laughs> <laughs> It's so weird. I mean, it's such a stupid little footnote, you know, type story, but it's it's still funny, you know, that, funny, yeah. that you have these two personalities. You know, one guy who doesn't take, I don't think, you know, I don't know if he takes anything seriously. Oh, and, absolutely. And, I think he, um, and really weird out really does take what he does. Oh, oh no, no, I didn't mean that. I mean, he doesn't take, you know, he's not like, you know, overly, overly serious. He's not a, um, an. an an originally creative, serious artist. No, not like Prince or a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, but what he does is, I think, has something to do or is important to society. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we need those it's just ca- he's we coming need- at He's coming at music from a way different angle than somebody Absolutely. like Prince is coming at Absolutely. it from. So for some me, of the lyrics he comes up with are yeah. fucking amazing. It's clever. just, I just think it's, I just... Think it's awesome that you know this, these two people who come at music from from almost completely incompatible viewpoints. Mm-hmm. You know that they that they bumped heads and then it turned into this kind of cold war type situation <laughs> of don't even look at me in public. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Don't look at me. Oh my god, are you looking at me? <laughs> really, dude. But you know, like I said, who cares? It doesn't matter. Exactly. He had the, he had I mean, the right to protect his music if he wanted, and I ask suppose. people not to make fun of it. But that, uh, absolutely, it's it's his baby. Yeah. And I'm really curious about what like Kevin Smith was saying. Is like there's a whole vault full of fucking music. Oh, I was just listening that no that. one's ever heard. That was on. Uh, there was a segment today on KUOW on the um, on the radio station that comes from. Uh, I think it's produced at the at the University of Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like an NPR affiliate, but they uh, they. They were talking this morning about about exactly that. Somebody did a segment, and they were talking to all of the people who uh, have worked with him through the years, and everybody had said yes. He literally had to have a bank vault installed in his house because he wanted to protect all the stuff he was doing that he wouldn't release. Mm-hmm. And they said there is literally decades. And one of one of the guys uh, interviewed said there's enough there to put out one Prince album every year for the next hundred years. 
if they want, you know, if they started getting the stuff. Somebody's going to do it. Oh, you. Somebody is going to do it. Without any doubt. If, if the, um, the fucking Sony or one of those record companies can get their claws on that, it's yeah. going to do it. They're going to do I'll it. I'll be very interested, though, to see, you know, the, you were mentioning Kevin Smith, and he talks about the fact that he, you know, he was invited the short, short version of this story that he makes even longer because he makes every story long. Um, yeah. One question, yeah. one half hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what's great it's about like, Kevin Smith. You ask him one question. I, it's so funny because I listened to a podcast with Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not one of the famous ones. It's the one about the Fraser show. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Toss salad. No, it talk salad and scrambled eggs. Yeah, yeah. Fraser revisited because I have that fucking genius. Um, <laughs> I watched the At Midnight episode where uh, uh, Matt Myra came up with that. Yeah. And fucking genius. And then you... A, less than a year later, yeah, him and Kevin Smith come out with this show. <laughs> but yeah, when it was a Ke- Kevin Smith Q and A, that's a that singular question. But yeah, well, he question. gets <laughs> he gets stoned and can just talk, yeah, eloquently, yeah, actually for quite a while. If I got stoned, I'd be. Well, when we went to see uh, Mike and I went to Seattle, like in I don't know, was it five or six? Yeah, it was four or five about years, four ago. years ago. Went to see Red State, and uh, mm-hmm. Smith was touring it around. And he went yeah. to the um, McCaw Hall in Seattle, and so mm-hmm. we went there to see it. We watched the film, and then he comes out for a Q&A, and like I was just joking around, when it's a Kevin Smith Q&A, that's singular. It's one question, one answer that goes on for like an hour. <laughs> exactly. But uh, no, he, he was. I think he was absolutely wasted. Like No, uh, he is. He's always yeah. like that. But he... It was like he could not stop talking, you know, and people had lined up in the aisles where the microphones were, and were asking, you know, and we literally got through three questions in... About an hour and fifteen minutes, hour twenty minutes. I mean, I was just like, "Oh, dude, you somebody needs." He's to be, a storyteller, and he's he is. actually very good at. Telling oh no, stories. yeah, I don't mean very this. Funny. To, I don't mean this as a negative criticism. It was still entertaining. It was just weird. It was like, wow, that guy asked the question like a half hour ago, and you're still going, <laughs> still gonna answer that shit. <laughs> this is uh, this is weird, and we saw him um, uh, about probably a year prior to that in Vancouver. And it was completely different. I don't think he was uh, out of his mind. Like I don't think he was as stoned at that show because it was a lot more. Uh, you know, the the answers were a little quicker, and he was a lot more um, coherent. <laughs> wanna, well, I also, I don't mean to say that he was incoherent. Considering the fact that he was uh, touting a movie all over the country, he was probably pretty tired too. Yeah, that's true. So I, mean, I think I'm not, he was stoned at both. Like I said, it's I'm just not, one of them. He was tired from yeah. going from city to city to city. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, dragging his movie along and making people watch it, not yeah. making people, but yeah. letting people watch. And it. And like I said, not a negative criticism. It was still, it was still very enjoyable. It was just a weird contrast that this show in Vancouver it was like we must have gotten through 30 40 different questions from the audience you know by the time it was over well and this one was just like this weird kind of oh man like this free associating stream of conscious kind of thing I don't remember what your question was but that was like 20 minutes ago and that's forever in the past okay he got the same thing from Prince (laughs) pretty much well yeah but he was out you know, I, I was just going to say it would be kind of cool if, uh, if the you know the documentary that he was filming that weekend at Prince's uh, Paisley Park or whatever the his mm-hmm. house is, his estate is called. If some of that comes out, oh, it'd be great. That would be, be so weird. cool if the if they're if the Prince estate turned that footage back over to Kevin Smith and said, "Go ahead and cut it into a movie." Yeah. At this point, I don't think he could actually cut it into the documentary that it was originally going to be. It would probably have to be. A documentary version of what he was, you know, his story of here's what happened. But unfortunately, Prince has all that 
footage. He yeah. has all of it. But that's so, what I, that's what I'm hoping that whoever takes but, control of this will see their way to you know maybe getting Kevin Smith back in there to do that because I I would love to see that. I mean, just because he described it as a you know almost like a slow motion train wreck. <laughs> One thing I missed last year, uh, Met Myra and Kevin Smith came to Seattle. Yeah, to do an episode of Talk Salad and Scrambled Eggs. Oh, no kidding! I and gone, I, I didn't know that. about it. Of course, I just started listening to the podcast like a month or two ago. Yeah, and uh, I'm fucking kicking myself now. Yeah, they came to Seattle, mm-hmm. both of them on stage, and they watched one episode, and it was still two hours long. Yeah, <laughs> and they are funny. Yeah, he they is are funny. I, that is the guys. that is the greatest thing about him is I uh, especially his main podcast, which is Smodcast. Like that mm-hmm. kills me every time I listen to it. I mean, it's the I don't funniest know if I've stuff. ever listened to the Smodcast. Oh, it's so good. Especially I've when listened it's him. to uh, Kevin and what's his name get old or whatever oh, the hell Jay it was. Jalen and Bob get old. Yeah, but uh, um, to be honest, um, Jay is you annoying. Know, no. <laughs> <laughs> they're yes. not as good together. They're not as good together, like live or like in a, in a podcast type situation. But the the guy he does his main podcast with, which is a uh, um, Scott Mosier. Scott Mosier. Yeah, oh my god, they have like the greatest chemistry, and it is just so much fun to listen. They'll get it going on literally one topic through the whole podcast, and I got I got to like sit this, down and listen. Yeah, they just keep going. If, going if away they came, stuff. if he came with like uh, I've listened to uh, Babylon. Mm-hmm. Was that uh, something about Babylon? Hollywood Babylon. Yeah, Hollywood yeah. Babylon. I've listened to that one. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I've never listened to the Moser podcast. Yeah. And I have listened to uh, Phoebe. Phoebe, which What's is that? Matt Myra and and uh, Scott Moser doing a podcast. It's Four Eyes and Beard <laughs> or something like that. It's Phoebe. <laughs> okay. I don't know because they both have glasses and a beard. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. they they go about their business doing a podcast about it, and it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Scott Mosher is a funny fucking guy. Yeah. Yeah. But he is. you know, I I have never listened to Kev and Mosher. Yeah. Another good podcast. Um, so we should we should probably acknowledge the fact that we are drinking yet. Another We've moved on. Yeah, another. As another you can tell by my beer. speech slurring a little bit. <laughs> I know. I was. I had to look at the can for a second. I was like, "How much alcohol is this?" I'm feeling it. This is yeah. It's seven point five in the IPA, and which six, I've had two. Yeah, and <laughs> six in this one. I've only had one of so. each, and I'm I'm feeling it big time. This oh, is the uh, Hubert MPA. We still don't completely know what M stands for in the MPA. We it stands think it's fucking Melvin. 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 That's parallel. That's, <laughs> they're very they're very self involved here in Jackson, Wyoming. That Jackson the, Hole. There's a hole. A, it's called Jackson. A, that is just a guess on your part. It, Hubert. It, Hubert. <laughs> Uh, and, and yet another no, kind of no, no, no. psychedelic heavy metal uh, animation-looking type cover. I'm not sure exactly. what It's this a is. Uh, brother, yeah, with some tattoos, yeah. But he's, he's wearing robotic. a black shirt with an elephant on it, and he has a robot face, and he's with glasses. He's a bit of a he's a robot, and he's got hipster a pipe. <laughs> because he has a pipe. He is a hipster because he's got a pipe. <laughs> yes, and the stocking cap and glasses. But this is another. I was. I was going to say this. Another and do you see what excellent. he's sitting in? What's that? What is he sitting in? I have no fucking clue. Oh, yeah. I assumed it was a coffee cup. I'm not assuming anything at this point. I think maybe he's just got really big, wide hips, and that's his pants. He's got his mother's thighs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now that should have been the name of the beer. <laughs> he's got his mother's thighs. <laughs> 
That would have been a great name for I a beer. I think that would have been a fantastic name. Or but, uh, you're going to have your mother's thighs if you drink too much of this. <laughs> so Hubert, another another mm-hmm. excellent. I wouldn't. Um, I actually would rate this slightly. Another lower. another uh, four four and a half. I'd give it a four. Although if I had a, a finer grain scale, I'd give it a slightly lower than the four that I gave the other one. But these are this is really good. I enjoyed it. What? <laughs> You're looking at me like I'm. I'm looking at you like uh, here's. I remembering you're like three point seven five eight. Okay, so I would give this one a four point one. I give the other one a four point two. That's all I'm saying. There you go. There you go. Four point two eight. I'm giving this a, a, a Rick and fuck off. <laughs> oh come on! It's our anniversary. Can't so you, can't you fire me just one more? Speaking time? of childhood <laughs> and being young, yes. I'm going to shoehorn this fucking goddamn segue in, and let's talk a little bit about uh, The Devil's Backbone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I watched this movie. I spent all day yesterday reading about the movie, which I couldn't find a whole lot on, yeah. except for the fact uh, not only is this a great movie and everyone should go fucking watch it, yep. if you loved Pan's Labyrinth, you will love this movie. Yeah. It, I mean, it is. And um, even uh, Guillermo t- says... You know, it's kind of a duology. It's it's he's he um, coming from Mexico. They're taught a different history than we are in the United States. In fact, most of the world is taught a different history than we are in the United States. Mm-hmm. And everything, every history taught in any country is going to be somewhat centric to its own, mm-hmm. you know, existence. Yeah. But uh, he wrote the script for The Devil's Backbone when he was in school. When he was in script writing school. Oh, I read that somewhere. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. He wrote it instead of a ghost. It was supposed to be a three armed Jesus or some weird shit <laughs> that he was fucking on. But his his teacher crumpled the script up and threw it away and said, "You need to start over. Let's do this." Yeah, you know. And so blah blah yeah. blah blah. Um, I think Kronos was kind of born from that area as well. But um, hmm. no, I couldn't find a whole lot of kind of behind the scenes or anything like that. Yeah. Um, just the fact that um, this is obsession with the uh, Spanish Civil War, mm-hmm. which was brutal and horrible. Yeah. Is part of these movies. Yeah. That's um. I it's it's interesting. You know, one of the most um, I think striking images from the from the whole movie, and it really in the end, it's more of a thematic thing. It doesn't really have much to do with the actual plot. Is the uh, the uh, the bomb that lands in the middle of the courtyard, oh, yeah, you know, and it's an interesting little um, bit of foreshadowing, I guess, because you you know the whole time you feel like you know is there any chance that's ever gonna like blow up or like things are just gonna go to hell, and um, you know, and you're told early on that it was defused and you know they just left the bomb. Yeah, it's one of the first scenes of the movie. Yeah, yeah. But it's always there, kind of in in the scenes where it they're loops. out in the courtyard. Yeah, it's it's a presence. It's a, it's a great, you know, it's a nice little. Um, it's I guess you'd call it a grace note. It's just something that's there, doesn't really directly play a part in the plot, but it's always kind of you know you you well, sense the 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 presence of it and it's and it's. There you in said the, the theme, the thematic aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the theme of that is is that there's a war going on. Yeah. Well, and that's to remind you, yeah. and the children, yeah. to be honest with you, which is why the, I think everyone left it there. Not only would it take an army to move it, because it's probably heavy as hell, but yeah. uh, is that you're reminded that there's violence all around them yeah, and above well, them. 
and the, with the the idea too i think part of the the what's nice about that bomb being there is this this sense that even though you're in this school out in the middle of nowhere and you're protected by these four walls it's and an grown orphanage ups, but yeah a grown well okay orphanage but you're any sense of like you're protected from the outside world is negated by the fact that there's this bomb sitting right out in the middle of the courtyard and plus the fact that they say it was diffused implies that the explosive is still in there somewhere you know what i mean mm-hmm. they've just taken out the thing that's going to set it off so there's almost like this tension you know just this yeah. idea that that thing's sitting there yeah and it never and i kept expecting that it was going to play off somehow if it was an american film that would have somehow come into you know i always describe <laughs> a lot of american films as kind of tab and slot kind of like we have this yeah. thing what's going to happen with it and then by the end, it's like, oh, that's how yeah. it fits into yeah. this whole thing. You know, it's look like, my I hand. Love... look at my hand, look at my hand. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Coming. yeah. I love yeah. how, I love how it's just, it was there as just kind of a symbol of what's going on in the outside mm-hmm. world. Yeah. And it's just there and that's it. And then everything else just happens around it. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's a, it's just kind of, it's, a, I, I, I love and little things that like that. Remains in films. there. Yeah, I know. It's, Which it's is like kind that. of, it, it's a, allegory for the war as well because it, it remain yeah. there yeah yeah you know and and that continues on yeah. whether it's the kids lives or whatever and yeah. I mean, it continues on it's yeah. uh, i think guillermo is is really good at symbolism and yeah. and a lot of those and of it's not heavy-handed the thing i've always no, complained no, about with a yeah, that's I've always hated the the very intellectual kind of even symbol, with the, symbolism the fantasy, fantasies of Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. It wasn't heavy handed. No, it never was. It, and um, there's a lot in in Pan's Labyrinth that is that's like that as well. Um, you know, all the fantasy scenes have all got their little. You know, there's little things here and there in the fantasy scenes. But um, I've always loved when any kind of storyteller, whether it's a filmmaker or a writer, can can slip those kind of things into the story, and it's it's either just there because it was part of what was happening, or you know, and or you can read it the other way as well. And it's not a heavy hand, you know. I I can't stand when you're reading something that's very literary, and you and you're getting like the and that was big like in the '80s. You know, a lot of writers would would intentionally like sculpt stories so that they always had some sort of symbolic thing in there, and you could always you'd always read it and you'd get it and go, "All right, I get it." You know, it's like well, you don't I, need the... I mean, to defend writers, uh, symbolism is, is symbolism is part of writing. And when you're it's, writing a story, yeah. I mean, I understand shoehorning it in, yeah, yeah, which yeah. Is, is is ridiculous. But yeah. when it's when when it's part of the story, yeah. and it has to do with the character, and the character is relating to this thing, and yada da da, yeah, that's fine. But it's yes, if it's full of it, yeah, that's when it gets a little. If it's it, I it, probably the right word for it is if it's organic. If it's something that just happens yes, as a result perfect. of it feels right to do that, I'm going to do mm-hmm. it. And uh, you know whether it makes sense or whether it it plays out in any way toward the end, it's just mm-hmm. something that happens, and that's that's that. Um, but yeah, the the whole movie, I it hard to look at that movie and find anything that you would change or that was was bad about it. It's it's really a place through really. start to finish, like a really perfect story. You know, it's like even just on the the most surface level of just a, a narrative, it's it's almost perfect as it is. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I don't, I don't think there's anything in there that I thought was contrived. I mean, even the characters were sort of, you know, they did unexpected things. You would you would see these characters and you would think, you know, you met the, you see the guy and you think, you think, um, 
who was it? I thought the old guy was going to turn out to be like the a hole. You know? Oh, You're really? Just going, yeah, I just thought thought okay, they're setting out him up. He's kind of like you know, like this forlorn. You know, he's in love with the woman, but she's not in love with him. And then, I thought the characters <clears throat> were were very honest. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's what I mean. They they kind of eluded your like predictability because they were like real people mm-hmm. and so like the scene for me where it really nailed it was when they show the younger guy i'm forgetting all the names but the the younger guy in bed with the woman who runs the place mm-hmm. i was like oh my god I man mean, come to find out she's been just, sleeping with him since he was 14 yeah yeah and this just got wow this just got mind-blowingly complicated and then you see the old guy in the room. He can he kind of knows. But what's the going conversation on. between the old guy and and the the woman that was running the place. And yeah. we apologize because we're. Um, I should just pull up IMDb and get the fucking shit. <laughs> um, but um, the conversation between her and the older gentleman. Uh, it's funny because you get all their past in like one conversation. Yeah! 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 Yeah, she was married to a husband. They were all socialists. They were teachers. Uh, this is towards the end of the war, so this is he. He probably died early on in the war. Yeah, he he stayed. You know, there was just so much going on within that one conversation between those two. Yeah, absolutely amazing. One question I have for you: Did you watch it with subtitles or did you watch it with uh, dubbed? Oh, I didn't know there was a dubbed version. Yeah, I watched. It I, do, I don't know if there's a dubbed version or not. I've never um, tried. An, to, uh, another another example of you know where characters went in directions I didn't expect was you know he showed up in the in the there was the one kid who was like the the bad kid of the school targets him you know doesn't like him and I thought oh okay it's going to turn into a rivalry between these guys and then yeah, yeah and then that just becomes but then they become I remember friendly. doing that kind of shit when you're yeah. a kid yeah. you fucking call each other puta and <laughs> maricon and, and stupid shit yeah. and then all of a sudden you're fucking best friends uh-huh. yeah you know and it eventually becomes the adults against the kids which it was for a bit yeah and, yeah I yeah, mean, I just I I love I love any movie or any story that really just kind of stays a step ahead of me. And uh, I'm not one of those yeah. people either that tries to like tries to outguess where a story's going. I'm I'm happy. No, you to, just sit and watch. I'm happy to to not sit there trying to figure out where everything's going. But when something something is like a continual surprise like that, and it and it still feels kind of you know, and it feels right, you know, even though everything's surprising. Yeah. As it unfolds, it's like that's that's really cool. I mean, even you know, you could have just told that story about you know, it could have just been a drama. It didn't even have to be like the you know the horror story part of it. It could have just been this drama that played out about all these people living in this place. You know, and it would have been that would have been actually pretty satisfying. Yeah, because... but it would have been uh, what is that? Empire of the Sun. Yeah. We don't need that again. <laughs> uh, which is a perfect fucking movie. It's yeah. a Spielberg movie, and it's probably one of his best. Empire I, of the Sun. I watched it, and I. Came away from it just not even. I was like, "When mm. did you watch it?" Ages ago. I probably need to watch it again. Yeah, I think you need to watch it again with uh, more adult and yeah. And eyes. Uh, it's it's a good movie. Yeah, I've I've watched it probably. I watched it a lot when I was young, when like in, in middle school and high school. Yeah, I love the fucking movie. I loved any movie where there was kind of an antihero. Um, any movie where there was uh, a war because I'm a boy, um, and. Uh, <laughs> I, any movie that was emotional in emotional tones towards that direction, yeah. Um, yeah. And that movie is, and now watching it again years and years and years and years later, yeah, 
it stands up. It's it's a beautiful movie, and Christian Bale does a great job. Um, John Malkovich mm-hmm. does an amazing fucking job. Mm-hmm. It's a great fucking movie, and it, it's it's one of those movies that doesn't make the Japanese the evil fucking bastards. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Huh. That so many World War Two movies uh, and uh, Vietnam movies and and thing, movies like that did. Especially in the seven, uh, six, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Right. Um, American movies. Okay, I apologize to our folks, uh, <laughs> Mr. Paul Lynch over in, in uh, Australia and, <laughs> and those one, folks in Sweden and uh, our one a few other countries. <laughs> no, we have two, actually, listeners in Australia. Yeah. I've been watching our analytics. But anyway. Uh, but, uh, uh, G'day, Australia. <laughs> Is they? There you go. You did it better than I did. Or how do they say it? Is it fucking good day? I just love the way other cultures, um, especially cultures like uh, England or Ireland or anybody, the the way they say fuck, yeah, is just <laughs> fucking amazing. Like fuck, <laughs> fucking Australia. Or I can't do that accent that well. But like uh, in in you can, you can tell they in Ireland it's it. thick, yeah, thick him, you know, <laughs> fucking genius. But anyway, never mind. They um, relish back it. to uh, Empire of the Sun. You yeah. just need to go back and watch it. It's yeah, it's I'll try it Spielberg, again. one of Spielberg's perfect movies. Yeah, which he has many. I was but. probably it was probably either one of those cases where I was just in the wrong mood to watch it or too young. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. didn't appreciate what it was. There was also a slew of those kind of movies that came out at the time. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, we are getting uh, it's kind of close to the end here, but I did want to mention um, a cool story that came up this week, earlier this week, um, about the sad situation in North Carolina with the uh, so-called HB2 law, which, uh, you know, if uh, anybody who's been living under a rock uh, knows that it In it the United does away. States. Yeah, it does Everyone else could fucking care less <laughs> or fucking care less. <laughs> Ficking care less. Um, they, you Fuckers. know, it's a, it's a stupid law that uh, uh, repeals some uh, anti discrimination laws about uh, transsexual people who, you know, and so it makes it illegal for them to go into the bathroom of their choice, which I know has been a really big thing on my mind. I mean, I've just been losing sleep over this whole thing because, you know, it's just uh, who wants. Who wants the 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 quote unquote wrong people coming into the bathroom with you? I think it's the most stu- is one of the most retarded things I think I've ever heard of. Speaking as a man who doesn't give a shit who's standing behind me when I'm pissing in well, the urinal, yeah. I really don't care. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's on that level you can say who who I think I think a majority of society really doesn't care. You've just got this vocal minority that thinks it's a big deal. But the fact that in if you want to see my penis, go right ahead. <laughs> I am full of disappointment for every person out there. But the fact that it was sold in North Carolina as a, you know, child molesters are going to use this law. Oh, yeah. The, the advertisements were just fucking horrible. Pathetic. Just sad. Horrible. And, uh, you know, somebody pointed out the fact that priests have molested children. Have you more seen some children. of the commercials? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen them. The one where the guy with the cap and he, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He sneaks yeah. in They're after almost the cartoony. Girl. They're almost what cartoony. The fuck. I well, mean, all he had to do was twist his mustache. <laughs> <laughs> be a black and white film with the card. Exactly. <laughs> He's got his rope, and he points at the railroad tracks. That's really all it needed. 
<laughs> what is that man and or woman motioning toward? <laughs> but that's what these people are afraid of, yeah, is yeah. some sort of some well, sort of cartoonish version of what they believe yeah, yeah. these other people are. Well, and they and they, you know, and and the somebody pointed out that priests have actually molested more children than than, you know, transsexual or or transgender. I don't know what in the proper fact, term I don't is. believe there's any really a lot in the way of I wouldn't think so either. any record of transsexuals or people that are of transgender yeah. Yeah. molesting anybody. I haven't heard of any. I mean, I've, they I got more recall. important shit on their plate than I little fucking kids. I don't recall any stories. So, yeah, I think North Carolina ought to ban priests from going into public restrooms if you want to take it that North far. Carolina should ban their government is really what yeah, they should no do. Yeah, no kidding. But a whole bunch of breweries in North Carolina have gotten together to distribute a beer called the Don't Be Mean to People, a golden rule size on it, which I think is a fantastic idea. And they've raised yeah, a whole lot of money. Yes, uh, way more money than they expected to raise with this, and so I just wanted to, uh, since we're a beer podcast, point that out. And absolutely, and hopefully we can them. get some up here. That would be that would yeah, be yeah. a lot of fun. That would be cool. That would be, be super cool. lots of fun. That'd be a lot of cool. A lot of fun. A lot of a cool. Lot of cool. A lot yeah, of cool. He's had a few beers, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I would like to point that out. I've um, had a couple. Couple. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. I've actually had two, and I feel this like like I've this had is your third one, isn't it? No, it's two. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff's a uh, raging alcoholic. Probably needs help. Is he going to get it? Find out on next week's episode. <laughs> Sorry, if yeah. if you want to go to final thoughts, I mean, I don't know. Uh, There's yeah, so yeah. much to talk about when it comes to. Uh, I just. <laughs> thing um when it comes to the devil's backbone and and the, the deepness of it and yeah. and i love the fact that he's using children mm-hmm. whether it be the devil's backbone or pan's labyrinth he's using children to illustrate not only the horrors of war but the 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 resilience of humanity yeah, in in these movies, yeah, and how especially we we don't need to become the despicable despots. We don't need to be the you know the 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 filthy individuals yeah. that are generally the bad guys in society, even if our childhood is is somewhat scarred or or whatever it might be. Yeah, I I, I love the fact that he does that, and and one and you brought up the one point I I love foreign films, whether it be uh, you know Mexican or Spanish or or French or Italian or Australian mm-hmm. or or. or uh, it, it, a lot of foreign films, the subtlety is enough to get what they're fucking trying to say. Yeah. They don't need to shove it in your face. Yeah. There's a very Paramount, small... you need to learn this. <laughs> oh, God, who's the guy? I can't think of his name right now. I was about to say his name. The um, the guy who did all the action films in the 80s. Uh, oh, which one? Chuck <laughs> Norris? Um, um, Schwarzenegger? Oh, he just makes the cheesiest movies. Uh, Top Gun. Oh, Tom Cruise. No, no, no. The uh, the producer. 
Oh, I can't remember. I don't his know name. Jerry Bruckheimer. Yes. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Guy. He's all about big explosions oh, and in your face. And he's like the antithesis. Speaking of gringadas, and mm. I'm sure I've explained gringadas before. It's a Mexican yeah. term yeah. for movies where the Americans always win, no matter what the consequences. <laughs> they would logically lose every time, logically, but they always seem to win. That is in gringada. Um, the biggest gringada of all time yeah. is Independence Day. <laughs> They're making a sequel, which I desperately want to see because that it looks was, fucking awesome. That was Americans standing in for all of humanity, Jeff. All of humanity. Oh, and then that—that that would have been uh, what? What film was it? The the stupid one where they went to uh, to divert the the asteroid that was heading to, to Earth. Armageddon. Oh my god, that was a fucking great oh. movie. <laughs> <laughs> fucking awesome train wreck. <laughs> great, <laughs> but once again, you know. America saved the day. America, fuck you. <laughs> People have been watching these fucking movies for so fucking long. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pathetic. You know, I, 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 it's just so funny to me that... <laughs> that uh, and I, it wasn't illustrated to me until I left the country for a very long time. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a progress. It wasn't anything that happened overnight, but I yeah. left the country. I went to uh I I went to Europe mm-hmm. for a while and talked to folks there and I I was definitely not the obnoxious American. I had people that actually talked to me and liked me mm-hmm. um for who I was, hopefully. Um only my ex and her family can um attest to that, but I I met a lot of people and and they're wonderful people, and their view on life is much different. Yeah. Much different. And, of course, they make fun of us. Look at our movies. Look at our fucking TV. Look at look at all the bullshit that's come out in the last like, 30 fucking years yeah. of America. <laughs> so, yes, of course, they're going to make fun of you. Yeah. If you're the, 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 the jock on the fucking block, and you're dumber than a box of hammers... Mm-hmm. Dumber in a bag of hammers, which is my favorite term from where our brother where I thought. You two are just dumber in a bag of hammers, aren't you? <laughs> but but uh, uh, getting off topic. Um, but going there, learning how other people viewed the world, yeah. and then moving to Mexico for a couple of years, and seeing how th- those guys viewed the world in a place where we're supposed to believe it's this desolate western wasteland of of nothing and and everyone's desperate and they're living under the yoke of of this 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 horrible individuals who are these cartels and oh my god everyone must be just depressed and horrible right. and starving to de- no people are just fucking living their lives and having a good fucking time yeah Yes, what? is there cartels? Do they do violent things? Yes, they do. Yeah, but, but they do violent things in a very pointed way. Yeah, but so, I mean, I mean, we don't have you know criminals or people doing violence in America. What? <laughs> Never, <laughs> ever do we have people shooting places up? No, that Absolutely doesn't happen not. here. Never. I don't remember the last time I saw <laughs> that. Sorry, I was getting on a tangent. <laughs> um, probably final thoughts are in order. Final thoughts. But um, final butt. thoughts. I'm starting to think Melvin needs to go up on our little uh, shelf of our our pantheon of of beer gods because it seems like they Absolutely. can do no they've, wrong. They've they haven't done wrong in a very long time. And no. they, Melvin Melvin is the the definitely yeah. the god of the IPA, <laughs> as Mike might say. <laughs> and yes, Mike, it's yet another episode where we had Melvin beer and you weren't on it. <laughs> dum, dum, <bum. laughs>
<laughs> sorry. In fact, I might <laughs> open sorry. another one of these. Go for it. Yeah. That's um <laughs> That's uh That's a, I think that I think it's a definitely at this point I think I think uh you know our little I don't know if uh, if we've ever talked about that on the podcast. Have what? we ever determined what our what our personal uh, pantheon of, of breweries, breweries would be? I think we should do that. Um, certainly, think... Wander is on oh, that yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. Wander is probably the. Okay, I'm going to go back to Sweden now. Um, <laughs> Odin of that list. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Odin. Melvin is definitely kind of a Freya. Yeah. So we're we're talking married couple. Yeah. You know, they're, they're having sex. They're just loving one another. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, uh, I don't know. I think I think Deschutes probably is on that list. I think we need to yeah. think about this, yeah, and maybe revisit some of our own episodes. I know you have some uh, minutes from our episodes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As back. I say, from the corporate world, I can uh, go, back and, <laughs> go back and review all eighty-four of them. Sure, no problem. Absolutely, <laughs> I think you should compile some data. I actually, yeah, <laughs> no, I made no. a giant beer list uh, at one point of everything that we had. Oh, the, did you? Yeah. Oh shit, we need to revisit. I need to that. go back. I did that about twenty episodes, though, and then I never showed you guys. I need to go back and redo it for the you know get it all up. To well, date. if you need, you share share the wealth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you yeah. need some work done. Um, yeah. But oh, you were talking, not me. I'll shut the fuck up. I don't even remember what I said. I was just saying <laughs> something about Melvin. <laughs> Fucking Melvin. Oh, the beer pantheon of goddesses and gods and <sighs> and uh, for the record, if God is a Filipino lady. Melvin is probably her fucking the guy that just comes over, the little boy that rubs her feet. Why would God be a why? I'm, I'm you're just the Filipino lady in there out of the out of the like that came out of left field. What is the Filipino lady? God, that Corazon Aquino. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's something Greg Proop says once in a while. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think I think we're at the final thoughts. Past the final thoughts, actually. <laughs> We've got through the final. I think we're at the good night. Final. Final pots. Final tots. Final tots. Final tots. Final tots. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, final thoughts. Go ahead. Final tots. That's my '80s band name. <laughs> it's a shitty fucking name. Hey, dude, don't harsh my gig. <laughs> no, you're a synth band. Just fucking face it. <laughs> no. How's your kid doing at uh, the old guitar? Oh, he's doing great. Update. Yeah, no, he's doing great. He's doing fantastic. Uh, way better. You know, he's been playing like for six weeks at this point. Way better, doing way better with it than I was. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, then he's got me as a teacher, so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to develop my prince. Ladies and gentlemen, his head is getting bigger as we speak. <laughs> If I could take a picture of this with my phone, I would. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I'm trying to develop my prince size ego. <laughs> it could never, ever be as big. Prince had an ego the size of Georgia. Oh, you know what? I wanted to mention one more thing before, before we're done. Uh, mm-hmm. An Israeli brewery, this is a news story that came out a couple of days ago. An Israeli brewery decided they wanted to brew beer the way it might have existed back when Jesus was uh, walking the planet. Or <laughs> so they're talking bread? Supposedly walking the planet. Um, no, they actually um, created you it know based the, the, on... the Jews don't really believe that Jesus no, was I, the I'm, son of God. I'm aware right? of that. That's probably just <laughs> how it was being reported. You mean the, when uh, they crucified Jesus? <laughs> Here's a beer, oh! Jesus. Here's a beer, Jesus. We're not trying to get you drunk or anything. Here's a beer, Jesus. He's like, fuck that. Have you seen this shit? Loaves, motherfucking fishes. 
<laughs> I'm not okay. getting drunk around you guys. You're going to try to crucify me. You um, know he was a good hang. <laughs> if he existed at all, he would have been a good hang. Water, wine. Think so. Yeah. But they made this beer based on uh, what historically the beer at the time would have been made from. You know, they, they, they actually used a type of, uh, I think it was wheat. Uh, strain, uh, the geneticists use a, a strain of wheat uh, that had been in the Holy Land two millennia ago to produce 20 liters or five gallons of what they called biblical beer. Uh, I guess it was so nasty and so bad. <laughs> That it has taken them uh, quite a while to get through all of it, and they still have a little bit left. And it's kind of funny in the story. They, uh, um, somebody is very diplomatic about it. They said uh, we were curious about about being able to come up with the first biblical beer, uh, but it's not really the kind of flavor that has a market. <laughs> <laughs> so it was uh, it was a little experiment just to see what it'd be like, and I guess it was crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine that. Guess what? People got paid that shit. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out that's why Jesus was. You know what? Bad. We haven't quite invented that money thing yet. We're still trying to perfect that. How about so. some uh, sludge? <laughs> sludge that will make you feel better about yourself. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that aching back? Gone. Sludge. I have to admit, though, I'm kind of curious. I would love to actually take a sip of it just to see what this was like. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not sure. I, w- I I would definitely taste it. I'll I'll oh, taste yeah. anything three times. Yeah. But uh, I I know it's going to be shit. Yeah. Because anything two thousand years ago. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Although you know, I hear InBev is, is looking at buying it for <laughs> their next big release. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would be awesome. Some folks from Budweiser go over. I hear you're making Bible beer. <laughs> Holy shit! We need some of that goddamn thing over here. Especially in North Carolina. I apologize, Virginia. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's probably time to say goodnight to Dave. He's probably getting tired. You know what? <laughs> good night, Paul. Okay, good night, Paul. Yeah, you, we, Absolutely. Said, we said good night. Final thoughts, please just watch The Devil's Backbone. Watch anything by Guillermo. Um, this week, I watched F is for Family. It's a good show if you certainly grew up in the 70s and 80s. Um, uh, other people might be offended. <laughs> but uh, anyway, love y'all. Good night. I hear Jesus performed many miracles, like turning Budweiser into beer. I'm not sure if I believe that one, though. That sounds like a stretch. Beer Plus 3 featured Jeff Swatman and Rick Anderson. Please subscribe so you won't miss out on future alcohol-fueled antics. You can find Beer Plus 3 on iTunes, SoundCloud.com, Stitcher, and anywhere else finer podcasts are sold. Also connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us at beerplus3 at gmail.com. Good night, Dave. Italy and Germany were backing Franco and his fascists. Yeah. Um, and uh, which is basically one of the reasons I think they won is because they were the military. Yeah. Um, the only thing that was they were able to garner that the republic Republicans or republic was be able to garner from from the military was the navy. They ended up with the navy. Yeah. But everything else was theirs. So yeah, it's just weird too. And and from you know not to not to cast everything in in uh you know the point of view of an American living in 2016.
but to read about a bunch of um, discontented right wingers launching, you know, a revolt against a liberal government, just like wow, <laughs> that's. Funny. But yeah, if you read if you read about, I'm I bet there's going to be very similar parallels with uh, Mussolini in Italy as well. Yeah. And with oh, uh, yeah. with also um, a lot of some of the South American countries where uh, Hugo Chavez, uh, Guatemala is that Guatemala? I can't remember Hugo Chavez is Honduras or Guatemala. Yeah, um, that very similar veins. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. the the guy inciting the uh, military, and the military is saying, "Okay, well, let's do it." <laughs> Malaysia, a lot of these countries like this. Yeah, so. And it, I suppose it could happen to a larger country like this. But. It's weird because that I think that um, I think one of the reasons. Um, at least I suspect one of the reasons we don't really learn about it much is because it was just overshadowed. I mean, it looks like it was happening near the beginning of World War II. It happened like two years before basically World War II started in Europe. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, I think it was yeah, it 38, 39? It was I 1936 can't... was when it started. It was when the, the this Spanish Civil War started. Yeah, yeah. But um, when did uh, Hitler invade... Poland. I thought it was 1938. I want to say it was 1938. Um, but actually, the first beginnings of uh, World War II were actually in 1936, I believe, uh, when the Japanese invaded Korea and uh, right and uh, mainland China. Yeah, there's a um, there's a lot of stuff that happened leading up to it, but yeah, I don't know what officially the officially the start is. The start for the United States, of course, is 1941 when we get bombed by the right. Japanese and all that. Yeah, but, uh, it, it is amazing. I don't know if you read the article that I posted today about the uh, African American nurse. Uh, this is a black nurse from New York. Yeah, uh, went uh, was one of the women that went to Spain. Yeah, with one of the nursing divisions. Right. that went to Spain and and it, it has blurbs from her diary and you know. This, that, and the other. And it's funny how, you know, of course she was treated here. But, uh, no, it was really yeah. very cool stuff. Yeah. But we should probably somehow start, but this beer is too good not to yeah, this stop. Is, this is really good. Um, Maybe I'm just, I'm just surprised at the idea that Safeway sells uh, growler fills. I mean, that was I didn't even know they did that. Mm-hmm. Where do they do it? In the back, um, so you uh, again uh, going back to last week's discussion of, of, of humans like to go left. Yeah, you go right into say we go left through the uh, um, the what do you call that the bakery area? Yeah, and uh, their their shitty food area and where they make the food. You know the greasy food area. Okay, and then yeah, yeah. their deli area and towards the back is like a wine area and where they keep the wine. Oh yeah, yeah, and alcohol. If okay. you just keep going to the back, they have uh, um, like a little bar. Back there. And At he, first, when he said they fill them in the back, I was picturing like out in the alley right. in the back area. <laughs> first, you have to know the password. <sighs> it's not an official safe way. Then thing. you might get to meet Eddie. And once you've met Eddie, uh, you might be in. If Eddie yes. likes you, you got to be a friend of ours, Eddie, not a friend of his. Eddie will fill your goddamn growler <laughs> for you. <laughs> oh, you want that filled, do you? You want it filled. I didn't hear the magic word. All right, let's get this party started. Well, no one else is going to sing me in today, <laughs> like they did last week. That was awesome. 
what was this? Oh, oh, yeah. What did they do? What was I can't that? remember now. It's been a couple of days since I listened to it. Yeah, I, I don't remember. But what it was, was awesome. <laughs> Coming to you from Beer Snob City, we welcome you to Beer Plus Three, where we attempt to solve the world's problems one beer at a time. Can you hear my spit? <laughs> I can taste it. I always hate that when people do that. It's there's two things I fucking hate that people do that. Yeah, but yeah, but okay. Oh, fucking God. drives me nuts. It drives me My nuts. wife does that once in a while. I'm like, honey, you're doing it again. <laughs> um, and then the other thing is, <sighs> we have a security guard. Being on the phone with him is fucking torture. Oh yeah, it's like having a pervert on the other end of the phone. <laughs> I've I've heard of too fat to fight. I've heard of too fat to do a lot of things. But breathe, yeah, oh, really. Yeah, Come yeah. on, dude. It's time to lose a little bit of the poundage. <laughs> I'll start over. I apologize. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Jeff going off on a tangent. Okay.